So that peanut butter ale, did you taste the peanuts? I did taste peanuts. Also, it kind of tastes like like Cool Whip or something like aftertaste. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Is it good? It's what if I don't good. like Cool Whip? Who the f*** doesn't like Cool Whip? I really don't like Cool Whip. <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. I am Bentley Brown. Alongside me in person is Asad Asan. I don't know. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, dude. Honestly, Sunday was the best day I've had in a while. It really was. Jake Luton was out there. I was with my friend Arwa, you know, for against the Texans. And we watched football. We both were able to acknowledge our team suck. And at one point, we were just saying, your defense sucks more. And then he'd say, my defense sucks more. And then I said, my defense sucks more. It was awesome. So much fun. Yeah. I mean, the game was, uh, it was close. It was, and it was fun to watch. Really fun. It's kind of the ultimate thing right now, right? As long as we're, as long as we're tanking, Tanksonville, it's good to at least make it entertaining. It sure the hell is, man. And let's just keep losing guys, but losing close. That's all we got to do. Now, do you think after Luton's performance that we're still going to look to draft a quarterback next year? I sure the hell hope so. And that's why everyone say a prayer and pray Jake Luton doesn't do some spectacular shit for the next seven, eight weeks, however many are left. Actually, it doesn't. I, I, let's be real here. It doesn't matter if he does some f- awesome shit because we're like, yeah, whatever. Been there, seen it before. What matters is <laughs> if he wins games, man. Can you imagine oh, if we go four and twelve? Yeah. Like, oh my god, five and eleven. Okay, fine. Be spectacular. Just keep <laughs> losing, man. <laughs> is, is that better? That's much better. That's it. Yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah. Today I'm we're going to be joined on the show by a Green Bay Packers fan. Again, Asad is a very um, uh, accepting individual who has friends from all walks of life and rival football teams. Tell us a little bit about this friend here. I'm at Alec. A long time ago, in high school or something, he's a big Wisconsin fan. You know, Badgers, Packers, Bucks. Yeah, man, he's he's dedicated. He loves the Packers. Um, I'm interested to see what he has to say about the Jaguars or what he doesn't have to say about the Jaguars and about his own Packers. Maybe it'll give give us a little bit of hope going into Sunday. Yeah, that's my favorite is seeing what other people, not Jaguars fans like us, think about our team. And without further ado, let's go ahead and hop on that call. Let's do it. I think uh, his his secretary said he'll, he'll be available in <laughs> five minutes. Here. Wow. Uh, welcome to the show, Alec. Jesus. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Thank you. So Asad and I are both Colorado-based Jaguars fans. Um, you're, you seem to be a little bit more intelligent. You're a Colorado based Packers fan. How did that happen? (laughs) Well, I am, um, actually originally from Wisconsin. I was born in Wisconsin and, um, I don't know. I was thinking about like my journey into Packer fandom and how it came about and really like I was born in Wisconsin. My family has season tickets. We have a family connection to the Packers. That's like all I've known my entire life is the Packers. There's no other team for me. There's no second favorite. It's just like, who's your team? It's like the Packers. I've never liked another team. So Wow. So, you, I mean, you've got a thing where I'm guessing you started with Brett Favre in like your wee years. I've only had two quarterbacks my entire life. Oh. I'm 28 years old. 
Oh man, and then you transition to Aaron Rodgers. You lucky son of a... <laughs> You are lucky, yeah. We and don't have him. I am very lucky, and that luck in the coming years may soon disappear, but I'm enjoying what time I have left of Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Well, we also have to thank you for gifting us Mark Burnell back in the day. Um, you helped launch the Jaguars to some wins. I wasn't aware of this. I guess I'm too young for this, right? Yeah, I said, I said, yeah. you, guys are, you guys are too young, too young. At the at the ripe old age of 33, I've I've seen I've seen well beyond my years. And Mark Brunel was like, uh, I don't know when he was drafted. He was, I don't think he was too early, and sat under Brett Favre for a year or two before really trading I, the Jags, and then he won the starting job against uh, Steve Berline. Yeah. I did not know that. That's a fun fact. Yeah, fun facts. I didn't I didn't know that either. We, and you're welcome. <laughs> and then another thing is um you know the the reports were that aaron Rodgers was really pissed off when the packers drafted a quarterback this year uh the whole story is that he's never had like a first round receiver drafted or anyone to really help out on offense drafted first round and then suddenly they draft jordan love jordan love yeah uh i feel like i couldn't his, remember his name his either. season's going so well that that's kind of subsided do you agree with that or how do you th- how do you think the packers season is going well and specifically that of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so uh, this is a hot topic, obviously, but I think in, you know, from what I'm seeing and I'm not in the building or like from the articles that I'm reading, <laughs> when you're doing well and you have, you know, a quarterback that has 24 touchdowns and two interceptions, it's easy to forget about Jordan Love, especially when he's inactive. He's just not going to play this year. We have a backup in Tim Boyle who is – no one's ever heard of, but is actually pretty solid. So we have three quarterbacks right now and Jordan loves just sitting on the bench. And, you know, there's this whole conversation of you want to draft a quarterback when you don't need one. I don't necessarily know if I would have drafted a quarterback, but I'm not the general manager. I would have loved to have seen like the Packers trade up for Justin Jefferson. Anyways, we'll move. We want to, I, that's who I wanted actually for the Jaguars was Justin Jefferson or Jerry Judy, but we were blessed with, LaVisca Chanel and it was a deep receiver class so for us it didn't matter as much but for the Packers it seemed like like what are they doing like what the hell it just didn't make sense to me I think it's interesting and like the ideas that Matt LaFleur has as a coach is run the ball so he's a run first coach you develop the run to develop the pass to develop the play action and blah 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 you know that's his philosophy on offense so I mean he and Brian Gutekunst, our GM, they, Aaron Rodgers isn't their guy. You know, you hear so much about GMs and head coaches that come into a team and they, they want their guy. So they went and got their guy. And, you know, as a fan, I have to assume that they know what they're doing. They've done it before. Maybe they can do it again. When Matt LaFleur came in, like, were you a fan? Because I knew about him. I don't know if you did, because he coached in Tennessee. So like, AFC South people are familiar with him and I thought he was going to be a really good coach, but some people doubted him. What differences do you see between him and Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know a lot about him. I knew he was a young coach. I knew that he came from Tennessee and I'd be interested, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you guys knew about him and thought it was a good hire. Cause I didn't really have a clue. I think with Mike McCarthy, it, it was, such a long tenure with the Packers that it was, we were so used to seeing the same things. And I look at the Cowboys now when I watch Mike, you know, I, I really like Mike McCarthy as a person. 
obviously, I think as a coach, it was the right move to move on. But, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I love him. He's like a dad. He just looks like a dad. But um, he, uh, he, I think, was a little, when they would get a lead, you know, he was a little passive and like just pushing forward with that lead. He had lost the locker room at a point. I think what I see from LaFleur is a lot of creativity with play action and overall offense. He's an offensive coach. So much more creativity and so much movement in the backfield before it's hiked, like things that we I've never seen before with Mike McCarthy. You know, with Mike McCarthy, it's shotgun, five wide, and we're going down to one second on the clock, and it was driving me nuts every single game. And we see now we've got Tyler Irvin, former Jaguar, shout out you know, coming from the backfield, rushing across and, you know, you don't know where the ball is going to go. I think last week, the, and another Jaguar shout out the touchdown to Mercedes Lewis was a crazy play. Like I was like, Whoa, what is that? That was incredible. Like I went back and like watched it over and over just to see what was happening. And I was just like, that was so cool. And with Mike McCarthy, I never saw that. So I think that's one of the main differences as like a, you know, a fan. That's really cool to see. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I see you laughing over there because he's got a lot of ties with the Cowboys. Not he doesn't know any of them, but you know. Hey, don't, don't go that far. You don't know. <laughs> my my family's from Dallas originally. <laughs> Moved around a lot originally, so my my uh, parents follow the Cowboys, and I watch all the games now. And they were looking at Mike McCarthy as sort of like the savior of the franchise, and too tired of Jason Garrett, who who was like referred to sarcastically but also seriously as the red Jesus for, <laughs> for many years. And so my dad's like, yo, the red J is out. We got into the coach now, and he, but he can't bear to watch the games these days. Um, and they also, I don't know if you heard about this, the players had this rumor where the, they were um, talking to the media and saying that the entire Cowboys coaching staff didn't know what it was doing. They didn't have their shit together and weren't prepared for games. So we've had a bad experience on the Cowboys side. Yeah, I, I saw that. And I mean, it's it's hard, right? Because the Packers had a first-year coach last year, implemented a whole new offense and a whole new strategy. And the Packers on offense, even though they were 13-3, and three, I would say struggled compared to who they are this year. So you have a first-year head coach who doesn't have a training camp and is giving players a playbook via Zoom, you know? I can't imagine how hard that is to, like, implement that and expect the players to play well on top of your star quarterback, like being gone for the season. It's really hard to do. And I don't think it was very realistic to assume that they would be like some juggernauts in the NFL. You may not know this, but um, COVID-19 doesn't exist in Texas. So they've been able to do a lot of in-person <laughs> shit. And yeah. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> Maybe they had the uh, secret uh, meetups like the Titans did when they shut down their Oh my God. Facilities. Oh. Isn't that something? They should have took some losses for that or just uh, boot them out of the league is what I would suggest. Well, I mean, they should. Yeah, I bet I bet you would suggest that. <laughs> but they, they should for sure lose some draft picks. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they, didn't, they didn't really get penalized. So I kind of came up with this comparison. I don't know their heights and their weights and everything, but Aaron Jones, great running back we've seen. When was he drafted? Late, really late, right? Yeah, he was really late and. I mean, his rookie contract's coming up, so. Oh, he's going to get paid. We have a running back over here in Jacksonville, undrafted, and he runs a little bit like Aaron Jones, I noticed. You know, he just, he's a guy who's going to go pick up the yards. Nothing fancy, you know, nothing crazy. 
head down and he's trying to get you a first down. So I, I feel like I see a James Robinson, Aaron Jones comparison. And like these running backs, even when they're undrafted or drafted late, a lot of these guys are coming in and making a name for themselves. How has it been like having Aaron Jones like come out of nowhere and like you have a running, a real running game? It's and he's really good and he can catch the ball. It's obviously great. You know, it's great for Aaron. It's great for the offense to, like I said earlier, you know, establish the run before getting to the pass. Aaron Jones last year was incredible. He had like 19 all purpose touchdowns, receiving, rushing, like he was a stud. This year he's had a few injuries. And that's okay, you know, because we have Jamal Williams in our backfield, who is a plug in, you know, could be a number one running back for a certain team out there in the league. And his contract's coming up. I think he will have that opportunity next year. But Aaron Jones is a special, elusive back that just opens up everything for the offense. It all really starts with him. A lot of people look at Aaron Rodgers. And assume, and it does, you know, he is, he is the head of the offense for sure. He's the president of the offense, but I think a lot of things start with Aaron Jones. You know, you can tell how a game's going to go by how Aaron Jones is going. How important is it that he gets paid? Because, you know, running backs paying them sometimes isn't the best move we've seen over the past years. Do you want to pay him? Well, that's a great question. And I'm glad you brought it up because I've been thinking about this a lot because the Packers have Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, who's arguably best left the tackle best. in the league. Yeah, probably. Uh, Corey Lindsley, a stud of a center who has a repertoire, you know, like seasons molded in with Aaron, which is, you know, a position that gets overlooked. If I'm the Packers and, you know, I do anything I can to keep David Bakhtiari to protect my quarterback, anything I can. What happens after that sort of happens. I still think that they will get Aaron Jones, but in classic Packer fashion, he's going to have to take some sort of hit that maybe he mm-hmm. wouldn't get at a normal, uh, with a normal team, you know, a normal team may be able to give him more, but the Packers are going to say, Hey, you've got a great quarterback here. We got a good team. If you're willing to do this, sign with us. You know, Jamal Williams is going to unfortunately go away because we drafted AJ Dillon. So I think that's kind of where things stand right now. It's going to be interesting for the Packers. They've got a lot of tough decisions coming up. I have a question. And this is one we always like to pose to people visiting from other teams. When you look at the Jaguars, when you hear the words Jacksonville Jaguars, what comes to mind? Yeah. So as a former CU buff, I obviously think of LaVisca Chanel, who I love. I wanted the Packers to get with all of my passion. I think he's going to be a stud. In the future. I think he's really good. Um, I don't know much of anything about the Jaguars. I'll be completely honest. They're an uncommon opponent for us. We see, we, you know, we play you guys every four years, right? So it's really the only things I, you know, I, I wonder who's got the better mustache, Gardner Minshew or Aaron Rodgers. I wish we could see that this year, (laughs) but I, I know of Gardner Minshew, his antics, you know, his, He's a good time, but I really don't know anything about them. I know we have Mercedes Lewis, Nathaniel Hackett, Tyler Irving, Alan Lazard. All came oh. from, all came from uh, the Jaguars. I forgot about Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Oh, Nathaniel. Oh, I'm. i was so happy to get rid of Nathaniel Hackett. Oh my goodness. Him and Blake Bortles, their little love story it was not, not not working for me. 
And Alan Lazard, we forgot to bring him up. I, I'm a huge fan of Alan Lazard. Always have been. So it's good to see him like playing. Is he going to be healthy this week? Is he going to be playing? Because I know he's missed the last four, five weeks. Yeah, so he had that breakout game against the Saints, and then he like suddenly had like a core surgery, which was like, okay, that kind of sucks. I'm expecting him to come off IR this week. I'm not sure if he's going to play. He's been practiced. He practiced last week. He flew to San Francisco. So I'm hoping he will play. I mean, that's a legitimate, I think, number two receiver for us. Yeah, it's interesting you say these things about the Jaguars. I, I, I just expect people would say AFC Championship. Yeah, almost beat the Patriots. Should have beat the Patriots. Uh, perennial Super Bowl contenders, just missing a few pieces. Mm-hmm. Miles Jack, best linebacker in the NFL, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. stuff like never that. down. Miles Jack is never down. <laughs> you don't remember people that almost go to the Super Bowl. You don't even remember the person who loses the Super Bowl, unless you're a fan, obviously. But I do know of Miles Jack. I know he's a stud. I know Josh Jones plays for you guys. He used to play for the Packers. Joe Sherbert. Oh Sherbert. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherbert. Showbert. So I know those things of the Jags. I don't know if I'm more uh, educated than the average uh, non-Jaguar fan, but hopefully that sounds all right. <laughs> you, you probably are, honestly. I mean, people don't know much about the Jaguars. They know, like, from, I guess from fantasy football, people will know James Robinson this year, our running back, who's very, very good. Yep. And maybe, like, Chark from fantasy football. Yeah. That's about it. And it's Joe Slobert, actually, is how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. I actually think, and you guys may, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I think James Robinson could have a huge game against the Packers. I heard you guys' rush defense is bad. How much much did Dalvin have? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Just ran all over us. It was disgusting. But yeah, I think James Robinson has a chance for a great week. I'm going to ask you, Alec, when you look around the league, what excites you overall? What are, what are the stories this year? Justin Herbert. I'm excited to see how he looks and what he's doing. Tua. I mean, I want to see Tua do well. I think I want to see the Dolphins do well. Me too. We do, we do Tua. Yeah. <laughs> I think the emergence of Josh Allen in Buffalo is interesting and fun, and I've I want to keep continuing to watch that and see how that goes. I know he's had a few weeks that have been a little off, but I mean, he's got a huge arm. They're, they're a fun team. And then honestly, like looking into the Jaguars, I don't know what you guys want or what you guys think of this Luton quarterback. Jake Luton. I mean, yeah. Luton. He's got, he's got a huge arm from what I saw last week. Like he was slinging it. And I'm, I mean, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are and what you'd like versus Minshew versus a draft pick versus Luton. Like, I don't know, but. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. We're out on Minshew. We're out on Minshew, Well, right? no, I'm not out on Minshew. <laughs> what? No, because he was hiding an injury. Uh, I think Minshew gets a bad rap. Minshew's a f- awesome quarterback. He's very accurate. He has oh. very high football IQ, which he is does. very important. We've we've suffered under QBs drafted much higher than him that did not have that football IQ. Blake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Luton, you know, he just raises another, the next question, right? It's like, you know how how good does your quarterback have to be to rebuild and reestablish an identity of a franchise? And I think in the NFL today, I think if you're not striving for uh, a, at least a top ten QB, you're not going anywhere. And that top ten QB, the identity of that QB is also morphing as well. The ideas of mobility versus pocket passer. This is like Minshew and Luton 
they embody that question. Yeah. <laughs> one is more of a pocket passer, the other one's more of a mobile quarterback. But that doesn't mean that neither one can play the other role as well. Luton even had his little fancy spin yeah. move rushing touchdown. They, they both can't run, though. I mean, Luton can't run. In the beginning of the game, Luton looked like he was running for his life. Like, he saw a pass rusher coming from the edge. It's fine. He could step up in the pocket. He said, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not getting hit today. It's like, yeah, sound you're, you're worried he's about to, like, pull a Daniel Jones and just, like, face plant. Yeah. <laughs> but Minshew can't run. So if you if you were to, like, take the the non-COVID-19 temperature of the Jags fan base midseason <laughs> right now, they've, they've cooled off for Minshew. We were all happy that he, kind of by happenstance, the Jags were cutting a lot of high contract players and really slimming down that he was going to have a chance to start this week, uh, this sorry, this whole season. And he's putting up numbers that are respectable. I mean, he's going to, he was on pace and he still might, if he comes back from the injury and, and plays to exceed, you know, numbers that, you know, we mentioned earlier, Mark Brunel never put up. Right. But this is changing NFL. Da, da, da. Is that good enough? And I think the Jaguars fans would mostly say, no, it's not good enough right now that the ceiling for Minshew is too low. It's not like it's not like overall that low. I mean, he's going to yeah. be an awesome variable wild card QB for who, whether for the Jaguars as a backup or for some other team as a back the rest of his career. He's going to have that Doug Flutie kind of magic can come in and uh, you know Fitzpatrick and on a yeah, good day. Yeah, he'll be thing. like a backup, yeah. just like that. Yeah. Not that I know a ton, but anything that you can compare to Fitzpatrick, like that's valid. <laughs> and you'll have a career. Yes. So, so the question now is whether or not the Jets will actually win a couple games and give us the first pick in the draft, and if if the Jaguars will jag if we're if we'll I mean I mean I I doubt it, but if we just you know start if we can like beat Green Bay this Sunday or something, some random ass <laughs> wins that are total flukes that we that we tend to do late in the season, and and it knocks us out of contention for both Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So who do who would be the best? For you guys, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? And you, you answer this, but you answer this with honesty. Honesty. You have they're both in the, on your couch right now. You have to pick one. Honesty. I would, if I had the first pick, I'd take Trevor Lawrence because you can't pass on him. He's the guy. He's the one guy. And since Andrew Luck or even like John Elway and like Peyton Manning, you know that you just cannot pass on, or else that could be something you'll be regretting for too many freaking years, you know. Like, you had to get him. But if we get Justin Fields, I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. I think he's great. I think the gap between them is not as crazy as people think. Because people think it's like, you know, one and then all the way down there is Justin Fields at two. But I don't I don't feel that way. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the, obviously how the college season pans out. Sort of how that changes. Right. You know, how it, the drafts like get closer and all of a sudden you're hearing, oh, Justin Fields, like he's a little better, you know? <laughs> it's like the same thing that happened with Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, two oh for sure going after, who was the first pick? I told Burrow. you. After Burrow, right? Tua is going. And then it's like, nope, here comes Justin Herbert and, you know, he's a stud. He can really play. I knew he was going to be good. We're here to talk about the Packers-Jaguars. So I love we it. could talk about the Packers-Jaguars game. Let's talk about the game. game. Yeah. yeah, what's going to happen? Let's, let's okay. dive in. So you guys are, at last I checked, 13.5 point favorites. It opened at 13.5, and, and it's still at 13.5. So it's not going to be Minshew. It's going to be Jake Luton, even though Minshew's, you know, he could have played. They were saying, you know, they're going to check him out or whatever. It's going to be Jake Luton. It's in Lambeau. No fans. It's probably going to be cold. 
what happens on Sunday? Is this a blowout or? Yeah, I mean, this is, I'm not saying yeah to your. <laughs> it's a blowout. I'm it's never that confident as a Packers fan. I'm too superstitious. But I think it's going to be raining. It's going to be a little cold. You know, we got some fall vibes coming in in Green Bay. Um, I anticipate this to be a, this is a game that similar to when we played the Vikings, you know, the Packers are supposed to win. They're supposed to handle business. They, they laid an egg. They went to San Francisco, handled the business that they were supposed to. They've had a mini buy. We've got a lot of people coming back. We've got David Bakhtiari coming back. We've got potentially Alan Lazard. And on paper, this looks like a blowout, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah, Jaguars 42, (laughs) Packers 33. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that the Packers can't come in here like lackadaisical and just expect that the Jaguars are going to lay down. I think the Jaguars, they have nothing to lose. You have a rookie quarterback who literally has nothing to lose. He can do whatever, you know? Yeah. Why not? And when people go into Lambeau, especially for a team like Jacksonville that, I mean, granted, no fans, but when was the last time that Jacksonville was in Lambeau? Was it like eight years ago because the Packers were in Jacksonville last? Like these are guys for Jacksonville that have never been to this stadium and, and want to do well. You know, they, they don't get to play the Packers. They want to do well. I think it's going to be a close game. I still think the Packers can pull it off if they handle business. I think James Robinson is in for a big day. You know, we'll, we'll just have to see what, how the weather pans out uh, for throwing-wise. One thing that's been fun to watch for the Jags recently is that we're, we're clearly tanking now. In fact, there was like a new logo published recently for the Tanksonville <laughs> Jaguars <laughs> with like the, the tank wheels and, and belt and everything on it. As fans, what we're craving is a game where we feel like we have a chance for the whole game and it comes, comes down to a final possession or something. And then and then we lose because I think if we if we win, there's really nothing to be gained from it. We're way beyond any talk of, you know, hopping on a midseason bandwagon spree. It's not going to happen unless unless Luton like had some impeccable talents and was able to do that, orchestrate that. But Luton Luton had like three dropped picks last week. It's not it's not going to happen. Um and then now we're excited for that what we just discussed that that number one, two, or three pick in the draft in next April uh, that we're hoping for. So we want to lose. We're going to do everything we can to to make that a reality. I, I feel, but we're also afraid that sometimes you know the pieces fall in at the right moment. A little bit of chemistry happens, and we just upset the. Packers or just luck you know a couple turnovers who knows that's that's the crazy thing about football you know anything can happen but in this scenario given the team we are playing I don't see how less likely especially well because you mentioned like against the Vikings you know you guys came out a little flat or whatever right we don't have the defense the Viking the Vikings do we we're so young for one especially on the defensive end like we have no pass rush which the Vikings do zero pass rush our secondary, not very good. Our linebackers, they're okay. But we don't have a lot to offer on defense. Like Aaron Jones could just have a 200-yard game. Seriously, this could happen. Our run defense is bad. Our whole defense is bad. <laughs> well, I mean, our run defense isn't stellar e- either. And, um, you know, what I'm really excited for this week, potentially, which could be really interesting, is a DJ Shark. Shark or Shark? Shark. Okay. And... <laughs> Jair Alexander matchup. I hope that Jair plays. 
He's in a concussion protocol right now, but I will just be watching that every single play. And I hope you guys will as well, because if that's the case, like that's going to be fun to watch. But that just leads me to, again, I think James Robinson can just go off. He could really go off. He could have a day. A lot of expectations for an undrafted rookie. What the heck? It's James Robinson, man. It's not Dalvin Cook. But I mean, he's a every down back. You've got a rookie quarterback. You need all the help you can give him. And that that starts with handing the ball off. So, yeah. I mean, all, all signs lead to James Robinson. Either he'll have a day or, miraculously, the Kenny Clark, Montrevious Adams wall will build and he won't go anywhere, which is... <laughs> For Kenny Clark, not gonna happen. But double teamed every play. Montrevious Adams, you probably never heard of, and you know mm. has, is coming into a show, but is three years uh, draft player that's just coming now. So I just want to see Jake Luton play more. He just, you know, it's it's fun watching someone when they come in for their first game, and as a rookie, it was it was exciting. But like a couple things I noticed, he just he scrambled too fast, but he did settle in, which is nice, and he would just try to get that ball out so fast, not even let the play develop. First read, if if it's not there, well, it has to be there because he just throws to it right away. I don't know. I just want to see what what it's about. It's nice to see someone with a big arm, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how bad our defense really is. Because this is a high powered offense and Devontae Adams. It's gonna be interesting to see Devontae Adams against our rookie CJ Henderson which who we have like really high hopes for. And yeah. we, we don't even know if he'll even guard him. It might be Sidney Jones because yeah. he's longer. Actually, that would also be an interesting matchup too. That would be. Sidney Jones is good. But I'd rather see CJ because he's a rookie. Throw, yeah. him, throw him in the fire. Let him play one of the yeah. best receivers in the league. You know, I think that'd be good. The, the best receiver in the league. You, uh... Ah, is he the best receiver I'm, in the league? I'm sorry, you're breaking up there. I, I heard some <laughs> bull that sounded like that. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a big topic, is he? At the moment, if you were to look at the wide receivers in the league right now, this instant, I would say yes. I don't think there's – I mean, he's got eight touchdowns this year, has played basically five and a half games. He's like the only Packer player to ever have three games, 10 receptions, 150 yards in a game, in two games this year. Or maybe it's three – no, it's three games. So he's just on another level this year, and I think he's even – you know, we knew he was good, and he's been in this conversation, but, like, this is crazy, uh, the way that he's, he's what yeah, he's producing he's right now. And, and just, Alec, I just want to say, be, be very grateful that you have the Packers coaching staff and management that you do, because if Devontae Adams was on the Jaguars, <laughs> he'd be cut probably at some point or, like, shipped off for a third round. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Alec, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? A out of anger, O T T E V A N G E R. It's my last name. It's a little bit of a handful. You can see my obligatory Sunday morning Go Pack Go tweets. Nice. Is that a Dutch name? It is. Yep, that is Dutch. You don't speak Dutch, do you? Uh, this guy can speak like eight languages. Lekker. I don't know. I don't know. I, dude, you can speak like every language in the world. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Have you been to the Netherlands? Oh, yeah. I mean, my dad is genuinely like Dutch. He moved here oh, when nice. I was born. So I still have family there. I try to go uh, once a year. I haven't been able to go this year, obviously. Um, you know, once things die down, I plan on going as soon as I can. I feel like you should go back one day and settle down and, and establish a new town called like 
Packerstag or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can start like a, a Packers podcast from Holland. See, I think I think you guys are uh, underestimating your team a bit. I'm I uh, think that they can make this interesting. We're two touchdown dogs, dude. That's like huge in the NFL. Yeah, but I mean, so are the Vikings, and I go back to them. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, f- the Vikings. I like the Vikings. I cur- <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Alec, for joining us. Yeah, um, thanks, guys. This was awesome. We'll catch you catch you four years from yeah, now. Yeah, we'll catch you in four years, dude. Four years from now. Let's uh maybe we should like plan a trip to go to Jacksonville. I'd be so down. We can watch the game the next game that they play. That'd be fun. Oh hell yeah. Maybe I think and we could even look to oh, yeah. catch uh Belichick at like some seafood beach bar or something. Yeah, Bill Belichick's gonna be there. Yeah. You mean on the sideline coaching? with his whole new team and his whole new quarterback. It's going to be so cool. The Belichick era, yeah, bro. Blake Bortles, offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll be good in four years. Hopefully. I'm getting sick of this shit. All righty. Thanks for joining us uh, back here on the Drunken Jaguar. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Drunken Jaguar. I'm Bentley Brown at Weld Brown. And I'm a said at that young a said. Alec, thanks for joining us today, man. What do you think about the conversation? Um, I, d- I didn't like it just because he made me feel like we have a chance to win the game. I'm gonna say, man, I, I think we're I think we're gonna pull it off. It, 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 I, I feel sick to my stomach because I believe the Jaguars will win. Seriously? Like, there's no way. There's literally no way. Not against Aaron Rodgers. Not against the Packers. My guess is they'll just pick us apart early. We'll have to abandon the run game and. That's a wrap. That's it. I guess Sunday we'll tell the tale. (laughs) Until next time, go Jags. Go Jags. Our our episode description this week is going to be looking forward to the uh, Green Bay-Jacksonville game, uh, discussing QB woes around the league. And then bitching about the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Vikings. I mean, you pick the right you pick the right guest. <laughs>